207 days till NFL kickoff 2024. <laughs> I miss it already. That's the thing. It's like we were talking. I don't know if we were talking about this on air or off air, but it's like I kind of get beaten down a little bit by the NFL. Like it would be nice to have a Sunday off. Now and then you get the Pro though. Bowl Sunday and it's like, no, nah, I didn't need this. Definitely didn't need this. Then you get the Super Bowl and then you get a stat like that. 207 days. What will we do with ourselves? Don't worry. Pitchers and catchers and everybody reporting moments away. Blue Jays were first on Twitter to be like, hey, oh, yeah. let's go. It's baseball season. So baseball Sunday, a little bit, a little bit more lax than a football Sunday, at I least for so. me. I think the nap works there. The nap doesn't work as eff- effectively uh, on a football Sunday. Well, good morning to everybody. Your Kansas City Chiefs with uh, maybe one of the best Super Bowl games that we've seen in recent memory. Yeah, I think so. It was pretty awesome. I don't have like, I, I marvel at people who have like the full Super Bowl catalog locked into their brain. Like I just, mm. I forget things. I definitely, definitely do not have the sort of memory that others have where they can immediately compare Super Bowls from like 20 years ago to what <laughs> we just saw. But I can't imagine a game that was played at a higher level. Like I can't think of that right off my head or a game that was as even or was setting up at least to be uh, an unbelievable ending. I don't think we necessarily got the ending, actually. I think we were robbed of what was or what could have been a all-time, all-time Super Bowl. But in terms of like what we've seen recently, it felt like that game was as entertaining throughout start to finish mm-hmm. as I can really remember. Yeah, lots to go through in terms of highs and lows. Great Super Bowl halftime performance. Kick it off with Chris Stapleton just reminding everyone why he's the best. Which is a a really great evening, maybe minus the final moments, but we'll get to that. But you had uh, what was your your Super Bowl viewing experience? Because this is uh, I want to hear also at five ninety five ninety. What'd you get up to? How was your big day? Mine, Did it live up to the hype? Mine was pretty standard. Kind of do the same thing, same place every year, same people. It was a you know a little bit different. There was some children at this one, which we we oh don't normally have the children. And they were, uh, you know, walking around the room as ghosts. How'd they like Rihanna's performance? They were, well, that was a lot of it. It was like, can we get to halftime (laughs) before we have to go to bed? And there was, you know, there was some resistance to getting to halftime. But once Rihanna was on stage, I think they were like, oh, there's something different happening on Mm -hmm. the television that they probably appreciated. What did you end up bringing? Because we talked about the food. Oh, it looks like you brought nothing. No, I smoked some chicken wings. I had a Hell full yeah. effort. I had, uh, they didn't, I mean, they didn't fly off the the the, the sheet that I brought. Uh, maybe a little disappointing there. Maybe they didn't hit like I expected them to. How but did you smoke them? Do you have a smoker? No, I got some ways. I got some, you make a little smoke packet, little oh. wood inside tin In the foil, barbecue? Pop some or holes in, in it. Barbecue. Nice. Once the let's nice was like those, eh? once the sun came out on Friday, I'm like, I'm gonna use the barbecue. I'm gonna figure out a way to incorporate some barbecued food into this Super Bowl party. So I think I did my job and everyone did their job. Mm-hmm. I think that was the issue. There was a lot of food. Mm. It was uh a lot to sift through. Yeah, your eyes can be bigger than your stomach when you're like, We gotta get this, 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 and then you're like, how are we gonna consume? Well, all our this? buddy Gunner was on yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on yesterday morning on uh on the station and he was rhyming off everything. Him and his wife and son, I believe, were going to have. And I was like, I mean, that was enough to feed. Isn't it was enough like to feed 20 people. A small child, yeah, too. Like, <laughs> there's going to be just like small bites <laughs> from his son. And they, they had everything. I mean, they're going to be eating Super Bowl food all week. Yeah. Um, I last minute had my brother and one of my great friends over. Great friends. Nice. Yeah, she's wonderful. We had them over uh, just little small gathering mm-hmm. it was good it was chill but it was the last minute rush of did okay did you order in what did you do well it was like oh god we're gonna have you guys over we're gonna head up to the grocery store so wasn't the most thought out preparation for a little super bowl party but managed got a couple boxed frozen items i love those you know it's what like you, it, that's it, what you get an air fryer for christmas i got yeah. that thing got was cooking yesterday. I think we were talking about it on Friday. No free ads with the M M&M. and You just go to M and M's and grab a couple things out of there, you and you're having you're, you're having a good Super Bowl party. I think everyone's feeling a little full and unhealthy this morning, but you earned it. You know, if that's your cheat weekend of the February, you're good. Hey, Sundays are are opening up. You can maybe spend them a little bit, you know, more healthy if you so choose. Moving forward, all right. Get well, that last one in. Glad that everyone consumed one hundred. 
wait, 1.5, I think it was billion chicken wings were eaten mm. yesterday in the, on the globe. So tough one for chickens. <laughs> they, uh, they played their part. I can't believe we've gone five minutes and you haven't talked about what you want to talk about. How do you know I want to talk about it? Well, I can see it in your eyes. Well, I do want to talk about it because I think there's a bit of a theme on this show where you don't necessarily necessarily love my ideas. Mm. And finally, you not liking one of my ideas has cost you and cost you dearly. So I don't even think this was out there. We didn't talk about this on the air, I don't mm-hmm. believe. But we were talking about the prop sheet, and the prop sheet is per- currently being graded. Uh, hopefully, it'll be done by the end of the show. It will the be prop- done. The prop sheet is being currently graded. The prop sheet, like you asked me for some ideas, and I put some time into it. I was like, okay, I'll I'll think about some some cool stuff here, some stuff germane to the show, things we've talked about, Mm -hmm. things we've joked around about. And I thought, hey, incorporate these, and it'll be ours. This prop sheet will be exclusively ours. And you kind of balked at some of those ideas. You balked at Sirianni, mean mugging at the camera, over, under. I thought that would be fun because we joke around about Nick Sirianni, and there he is, Cornball himself mm-hmm. crying at the national anthem. Would you have counted and, that uh, as mean that, mugging? That wouldn't be a mean mug, but right. at least we could we could have the conversation about like, did it happen? It was just right? too up for interpretation. That one. Okay, this one was not up for interpretation. Yeah, this, this... I thought this was a tremendous idea, and it was will the Kansas City Chiefs incorporate the ring around the rosy play call before they line up at the huddle? And I thought, yeah, that was a, that was a great one because you you kind of like you probably maybe took like I don't know four of the ten that I offered, which isn't bad to be honest. I have, usually have a uh, lesser success rate than that, but you didn't want to use that one. I thought it's okay to have a free square. It's okay to have a little joke or something funny mm-hmm. sprinkled in throughout. And you well, just I had didn't to fit sixty five of them. I didn't have room you, for fluff. But that, I mean, that was a quick <laughs> yes or no. You could like yeah, you just thought that was a terrible idea. Yeah, so, I said I said Ring Around the Rosie is dumb. You texted me, Ring Around the Rosie is dumb, and without any prompting, immediately, I don't think I saw these texts separate, but they were text uh separate texts. I will give you $200 if that happens. And I don't even think I re- really responded to it. I was like, "Okay, deal. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really know what I said. I wasn't really pushing back. You really really took hold of this prop sheet. You're very proud of it, and it was a great prop sheet even without the Ring Around the Rosie. But you actually doubled down on this. I think you came back the next day when I had a mild complaint about you not using my stuff, me joking around about it, and you said, 200 bucks. If it's there, I'll give you 200 bucks." So you've said it twice, once over text, one in person, and it happened. It happened in glorious fashion, mm-hmm. too. I actually did miss it. It was the highlight of my night for sure. But I, highlight of your I, I had my head down. I was, I don't know if I was, uh, you know, trying to get a bed and I don't know what I was doing, but someone beside me said, what was that? And then I kind of like looked up and I saw them leaving the huddle. And then I was like, look, what was that? What would he be reacting about from the chief's huddle? Like what would, what would possibly be, what would possibly garner that reaction? And I said, did they do the ring around the rosy? And no one said anything. And I'm like, did they do the ring around the rosy? <laughs> and then someone finally said, I think so. And then I like lost it. I was so happy. It was the, it was the highlight of my night. I don't think I was, I won a bunch of bets, lost a bunch of bets, was not happier at any moment in that Super Bowl when I found out that ring around the rosy did occur. Immediately I texted you, tweeted, very happy that your hard-earned dollars will mm-hmm. exchange hands. And it was because you were resistant to one of my ideas. That's right, Justin. Finally. That issue came to roost. I really have no way out of this. <laughs> it's in text. It's verbally communicated. I said I would give you two hundred dollars mm-hmm. if the Kansas City Chiefs did the ring around the rosy, and I had no tiny moment of you, doubt that you, that would you, happen. You treated that suggestion like it was the stupidest thing that I had said. I'm hoping <laughs> that there's maybe a way out. That there was like. An asterisk, but there were, I reread the text conversation and I screwed it. So it was it was as clear as day. The ring around the rosy was executed perfectly. I was so distracted. I don't even know what happened with the play. Did they score a touchdown on it? I too? think they did. Like it was it was. I blacked out after a, that. It was I was perfect, I was freaking out. Perfect moment for at least us. I don't know. Like we didn't have it on the air, so no one else really knew what I was talking about. I don't think mm-hmm. uh, when I put it out there. But uh, yeah, that was the highlight of my Super Bowl. Great. Now enough about me. Highlight of your Super Bowl was what? 
I just think that the game in general, let's go through that. I mean, it was it was one of those ones where you you felt like you couldn't get off the couch to go do something, which is the perfect way to feel like you're dialed in on a game. It was just like constant play that was enthralling. Mm-hmm. And there's been many games in the past where like, okay, well, like, let me know when they're down, they're close to you know, goal line. Like it was, it was a really great game. It was the battle of the two quarterbacks. Maybe that's no one, why no one touched my wings. That's probably why. Um, I mean, we can go through the way that Jalen Hurts alone played. I was, like, I really thought that he was going. This was going to be the Jalen Hurts story, and it still ends up being the Jalen Hurts story. But Patrick Mahomes comes through and he finds a way to win. <laughs> Never in doubt. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, and that's kind of like why I was on the Chiefs to begin with because. You had the best team versus the best quarterback. And that was our storyline going into it all week long was can Patrick Mahomes top the best team in the NFL? And the Eagles were a very different team than we had projected yesterday. They definitely were. It was was a very different game script, I think, than most people were projecting. And that's why it was so exciting because you you really didn't know which direction it was going to go and who was going to be. The bigger superstar that evening. Oddly enough, we did have the best team versus the best quarterback. But the best quarterback was Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but we had it backwards. <laughs> we had it backwards. And the Kansas City Chiefs were better than Philly from position to position, from coach to coach, uh, in terms of like game plan and discipline and mm-hmm. all those things. Everything that Kansas City did was, it seemed like it was, uh, it came from a position of uh, experience. Mm. It came from like a knowledge base that you cannot deny and an experience base that you cannot deny with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy who've been around there for so long and done it at such a high level. One thing I just could not get over was how disciplined they were. Like they do not give you anything extra. They don't give you an extra yard. They don't give you, or they give you an extra yard if it's going to prevent them from taking a 15 yard penalty, but they don't give you anything for free. Like I, I, a couple times Hertz was heading to the sideline. I'm like, he's going to get blown up here and it's going to be 15 yards. But they never took that liberty. The Chiefs, everything they did from the Jarek McKinnon uh, kneel down at the one yard line. It just mm-hmm. seemed like everyone was making the right decisions at every moment. And it seemed like everyone had to make the, de- the right decision at every moment for them to win that game. Yeah, they were perfect offensively or at least pretty close to in the second half. Like when they had to score, they did. They had to score every time they touched the ball. And it seemed like that was the case. They just got it done. They knew they had to, they had to be brilliant in the second half. They had to be efficient in the second half and they were, but it just seemed like this team never gives up anything free, never gives up anything extra. And it's helped them overcome. I think not like talent divide or, uh, um, uh, com- contrast compared to like Philly. Like, I don't think they were inferior to Philly, but I feel like they had to be perfect that way in order to win these games against both Cincinnati and Philly, the last two. And it's the difference in them winning more often than not. Like what happened in the AFC championship game? Osai had to give up those 15 yards for them to win. Kansas city never makes errors like that. Like that. They do not give it to you and they hang around enough and play football efficiently enough Whereas you eventually give it to them. Well, and that's what it came down to. One error, Jalen Hurts had the what the fumble and the fumble recovery. The, the two biggest plays were the Chiefs fumble recovery for the touchdown mm-hmm. and the Tony punt return to the five yard line. Yep. And that's the difference between winning the Super Bowl and losing the Super Bowl. And Jalen Hurts did literally everything in that game and makes one error. And they lose the game. I think they touched the ball three times in the second half. They have a 10-point lead in the second half. They score 11 points on the those Chiefs three drives. The Chiefs scored on every possession in the second half. The, but the Chiefs had more mm-hmm. possessions and scored on all of them. And, and that was the difference. They it? were able to overcome without anything really bad happening or any mis- big mistakes being made other than the coverage on the punt return. The Eagles didn't do anything really wrong in the second mm-hmm. half. And they scored. And they probably did enough given that they had a 10-point lead. But... The Chiefs touched the ball first and touched the ball last if you want to eliminate that that failed Hail Mary. And that was enough to overcome, bookend the halves with drives. That's 14 points that they, were, that they could have put up. I guess it was only 10, but that's all they needed. And they were able to just every time they touched the ball, score in the second half and kind of limit Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts was 
almost unstoppable mm-hmm. in the game. That one punt in the second half was really the difference. So during, was it halftime that they went in down 10, 10 yeah. points? Yep. Smashed Chiefs money line. Did you? I, I watched Patrick Mahomes walk off that field grimacing like, I, I rolled my eyes a little bit because it was a bit dramatic with the head on the bench. He was hurting. He was hurting. And I thought, this is it. This is the this is the arc. This is where he comes really? back. Oh, I'll show you the bet slips. Oh, I, I thought, believe you. I thought, this is it. They're going to come back, and the Chiefs are going to dominate the second half. If anyone's going to do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. You're going to bet against the best quarterback? Nope. So Kansas comes back. I don't know how many shots he got in his ankle. Mm-hmm. Probably the over-under set at five and a half. A couple extra minutes uh, with Rihanna mm-hmm. obviously being on stage. The halftime was a little long, longer than it normally would be. Allowed maybe for that extra shot, as you say. But honestly, when you look at that, who who else would, maybe you put Tom Brady in this, but who else is better in that clutch second half than him and Andy Reid? Like that is the experience and that is the guy you want in that moment to lead your team back that was the second time he's done that in super bowl history right come back from a two uh, plus or 10 plus point deficit two score or 10 plus plus, either way and i don't know i just saw the way that that storyline was going with him dramatically limping off the field and his head getting thrown back on the bench and he was grimacing in pain and everyone's like oh no can Patrick Mahomes do it? And I thought, if anyone's going to do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. I definitely should have done it because I was, I had a lot of Philly. I did set up some like elaborate hedges. I did the, you know, I love the double result. Mm-hmm. And I was really confident in the Eagles being great early. So I did the Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs double result sort of as a hedge. So I felt like I didn't have to, but I honestly felt like there was no point, no point of doing it. Hmm. I kind of thought like that half should have been more in favor of, Philadelphia. I don't even think they were all that dominant. It wasn't like, oh, exactly what we thought with the, with the, the defensive and offensive and lines. It. They did leave the door open, and it should have been, again, if it weren't for that fumble, the game is out of reach, and it's following the exactly. exact game script that I thought where it was going to be big lead, they could sit on it, they could run the ball, and they wouldn't be able to get back into the game. I guess the difference was that right away, Kansas City was able to formulate a great mm-hmm. game plan coming out of the halftime, scores right away, and the game is all of a sudden very, very different where it's like, okay, we, we do have a game here. Because if Philly got the ball first, which of course, like it doesn't work that way. They got it first, so they don't get it to first start the second half. But if they had that 10-point leave and then got the ball, I think they would have ran away with it. Yep, because I could see like a 10-minute drive that ends in whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. It extends it to a two-possession game. Like it just felt like that whatever happened in that drive was going to determine a lot of where the game was going. And it definitely did because no one could really stop anyone in the second half except for that one Eagles failed drive. And really, that was the difference in the game. But I kind of thought Kansas City was done because I felt like it didn't even go as well as it should have. And it wasn't even as obvious like where the uh, discrepancies were. But I thought it would just get worse and worse and worse for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really giving them a chance. But well, there was one once point they in the scored, game, it was like, okay, we got a game. One point in the game, I thought, okay, well, obviously the Eagles win. Jalen Hurts MP, MVP. But I was like, I don't even know who you would give MVP to the Chiefs. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't it was a Patrick Mahomes show. But he comes back in the second half. And we talked about this all week was who has more to gain in this game. And my God, it was Patrick Mahomes down the stretch. Now, in five years as a starter, listen to what he's put up. Two Super Bowl MVPs, mm-hmm. two NFL MVPs, two Super Bowl wins, five straight Pro Bowls, five straight 12-win seasons, five straight division titles, five straight championship games in five years as a starter. We're already having the best of all time or the, the best current or the GOAT conversation, and he had the most to gain even in that second half alone. Like, look what he did, even yeah. if it wasn't the prolific Patrick Mahomes MVP game that you had thought. He was outplayed by Jalen Hurts, finds a way to win, and this has been the Jalen Hurts story. Can Jalen Hurts win in a big game, right? And he didn't, and obviously it's not on his shoulders. Like, he made one error and the other team capitalized. But that's what Patrick Mahomes does, and now his resume is better than many, many, maybe all in a five-year yeah, uh, start as a as a quarterback in the NFL. We got Charles Davis and Ross Tucker on. I think we should ask both of them, like, is this the greatest five years as mm-hmm. a starter ever? Like, as you run it down, it's unbelievable looking at uh, what he's done in the first five years of his career. 
Uh, and one more sad, I guess, and just to underscore what happened in the second half, it it was it was so perfect. Not in the sense that there was just like you know fifteen yard chunks here and there, and it was just like a clinic. It was just perfectly disciplined football. Chiefs in the second half, zero penalties, zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks allowed, mm-hmm. and one incompletion. And I think the one incompletion tells you the story of the MVP, where Patrick Mahomes was just in complete control where he was whatever he needed to do, he did efficiently. When he needed to pass, he passed. When he needed to throw, he threw. Uh, and he earned the MVP, even though the, he didn't surpass 200 yards based on as clean of a second half as you could possibly imagine. Okay, so all of this being said, the great head-to-head ends with a less-than-exciting finish. We were robbed of the end of a Super Bowl game that maybe we had hoped for. Let's talk about the hold with, what, a minute 45 left in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've seen the angle now from every camera in the arena. We've heard an admission of guilt from James Bradbury himself saying he did hold. He said it was holding. I tugged on the jersey. I was hoping that they'd let it go. I would say in maybe 75% of snaps in the NFL, something of this magnitude happens. Mm-hmm. He was ticky-tacky. Yes, technically, this is what we always talk about with rules in every sport, is if you look at the rule book and you read the rule, technically that would have been against the rules. But in that moment, with the magnitude of that play, I am in agreement with everybody saying that it was the wrong call to make. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you could really draw any other conclusion. There are, no, but there are a lot of people that are drawing the conclusion that it's a penalty is a penalty. I guess, but it was, you, again, you said it best, that happens on every play. When receivers pass defensive players, when blockers uh, get their hands on incoming defensive players, mm-hmm. like, it just happens. You have to put your hands on players in a football game, and when you do, you're going to provide a little resistance normally. Like, that's just what happens. We see that play, I think, on every play, maybe it was, maybe by the letter of the law, a penalty. But in this situation where the pass seemed it was going, where the success... The ball wasn't even catchable. And and it didn't look like there was prospects of that play coming, like like giving Kansas City anything other than what it was, which was an incomplete pass. And, and I get it. If you're it referee, was a bailout call, you should, it felt Yeah, like. you shouldn't be like, okay, at this moment, with the I shouldn't call this play because whatever. But if you... How you have many, to be sure. You have to be sure. And you're right. And, and I understand that this this might not have been super effective to the score, but what it did take away is like an opportunity to see Jalen Chance, uh, Jalen Hurts with a chance mm-hmm. with a minute and a half left to go down the, the field, maybe get a field goal to tie it, maybe go to overtime. Like it was the moment to solidify maybe a legendary performance for Jalen Hurts. And we were just robbed of that. Not saying that it was going to happen, but it would have been great theater. Would it the, not the game would have been? The game was robbed of what the ending should have been, yeah. which was Jalen Hurts, who was the best player in the game, at least having the opportunity to come that's back. That's what it comes down to. To come back and tie. Like it wasn't overtime where only one team sees the ball, but it kind of felt like that because there was enough time. The Eagles did make the stop. They should have got the ball back again. I guess they did with eight seconds left, mm-hmm. but it, clearly they had no chance at that point. We were robbed of the proper ending of Super Bowl 57 because of that call. It deserved the ending with Hertz with the ball in his hand, win or lose, because I think he was the main protagonist of the game. He was the best player in the game. And because a referee made a call, that was... 50-50 at best in the biggest spot mm-hmm. imaginable when the Chiefs were probably kicking a field goal anyway. Uh, we didn't get that, which sucked because it could have been an all-time, all-time Super Bowl. Still was close to that, but not with that ending. It couldn't have been. My main take after that, like I could not shake the feeling that the Chiefs just live a bit of a... Like I don't think... No one... The, the NFL didn't want the Chiefs to win. But I was like, they're they're the charmed franchise. They live the charmed life in the NFL, right? Like, you can't look at what happened at the end of the game in the AFC Championship game. Handed, handed field goal position to get them to this point. Then handed another first down so they could kick a sweat-free game-winning field goal. The punt return from Kadarius Tony, who did nothing all season and all of a sudden is getting him yeah, inside, op- the, moment what, to come inside in. the five-yard line so mm-hmm. that they can score another sweat-free touchdown. The one mistake of the game, really the one mistake 
Philadelphia made the entire game, goes for a touchdown. Like, it just feels like everything works in their favor, but then you have to remind yourself, and I touched on it before, but the discipline and everything that goes into it, this is by design. They play mistake-free football. They earn all their opportunities that they get. If they hang around and play and don't and play mistake-free football long enough, things are going to break in their direction. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes on the injured ankle did not have an interception the entire playoffs, like that is why. That's why they're in these positions over and over and over again. Did they have some help winning the Super Bowl from the officials, from opposing players? Yeah, they did. But they kept putting themselves in position to have great things happen to them. And I think they deserve the charmed life that they that they do seem to live. I think it's funny. I don't know if you heard Travis Kelsey's post-game clip. We do have his interview, I believe, his post-game speech. But I don't know. Maybe I've kind of soured on my love of Travis Kelsey. Well, you know, I mean, we'll play it in a second. But it's kind of tough to cut the promo yeah. when you got the big, uh, when you need a Kleenex. We'll just say that. Oh. All right, we, Did you see that? Yeah, here's, yeah, here's Kelsey's post-game speech. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that <laughs> Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. No, okay. when you got to wipe okay. the nose immediately after that, it's like, ah, come on, dude. It just, it was, the narrative was like, you nobody believed in the Chiefs. Like, put some respect all season long. I'm like, you guys were like basically Super Bowl favorites all year long. Everybody thought except for this last push here when the Eagles were the best team. Like, you got Mahomes. I just thought it was... And he kind of was... He wasn't letting us. Mahomes talk either when it was like, that's eh, Mahomes' moment. And we just ran yeah. down the stats. Five years. You're the greatest five years start in NFL history. And you got it, Travis Kelsey kind of screaming in your face. Yeah, it was The last two weeks of Travis Kelsey. Okay. But he won the, he won the Kelsey Bowl, so... He did win the Kelsey Bowl. Mama Kelsey was looking... Oh, she was so cute with her... Her 50-50 split of the brothers. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that one had to win. The one that's a bit more obnoxious, but... Did you see the quote from Jason to Travis? Yeah, bleep. Yeah, you can't, can't, can't repeat it. You can't really it. read that one on can't the air. Can't repeat but... it, but uh, like it was like three words, two of one, or one of them at least explicit, and uh, congratulations yeah. was, was the other one. That was cool. I, I actually thought that they didn't play it up as much... You know, I thought that there'd be more of the Kelsey Bowl narrative. Not not too much. Not too much of the Andy Reid Bowl narrative as oh, well. That was palatable to you? They the Kelsey narrative, down. but not Travis Kelsey. Exactly. Um, let's talk about the field. Yeah. And uh, we do winners and losers on Mondays, but I think we should just get this one out there. Well, who who should be, who's loser. the biggest loser? I was trying to figure this out because, of course, we're doing well, winners and losers. Well, is it um, Oklahoma State that created this grass? Uh, a collegiate program. State University created this turf grass. They grew this grass for over two years. Mm-hmm. $800,000. $800,000 it cost for new a new surface to be played for the biggest game that you're going to stage, well, ever. I mean, every Super Bowl bigger than the next. Mm-hmm. The NFL's big moment, and they're kind of leaving some things to chance with brand new grass. So... All of the players that were asked about this said it was legitimately the worst playing field they have ever played football mm-hmm. on. At the highest stakes in the biggest game where you put billions of dollars into, you blow it with god-awful field. Like, they were slipping and sliding, and turf was flying up like it was like the waste management open. Yeah. I think it the fe- greens like were better. You, it felt like when you play golf too early, like in April, you're just it dying. Was soggy. Dying to play, and it's so soggy you can't even play. Chunks of turf flying yeah. around, guys slipping around. Mo- multiple players changed their cleats multiple times during mm-hmm. the game because they couldn't figure out a fix for it. You're telling me that you didn't, like, there was there no test run on this? You just roll out a new field, and it becomes a terrible storyline of this game. And m- imagine a missed catch in the end zone to win the game because buddy slips like i'm glad that it wasn't an actual like there was no moment to pinpoint where you know mahomes goes to throw he slips on the grass his ankles screwed up in the, yeah. in the first which quarter. happened to jake elliott i think on a kickoff like, right like it could have really been a massive negative storyline and it is now in retrospect it looked awful but at least it didn't affect you know, one big moment too much, well, but it was terrible. I, if I'm being honest, I wish it did affect Harrison Butker's yeah, kick in did. the last one because I thought, 
Like, you know, that, that would be, be nice. that would be kind of a just I actually thought for a second ending like, to hey, the grass story. We'll have another doink. Yeah. I, I mean I thought I thought we might have a busted ankle slip. But but, uh, but he was able to at least uh, he found the right the footing. Apparently, I guess I should fact check this, but apparently it wasn't necessarily like the gr- the grass was tested, but the application of the grass for this. Why did you have not... to do this? And it's Just and it's, play on and the it's regular weird field. too because uh, is it State Farm Stadium in Arizona? They like roll the grass out of the stadium normally, mm-hmm. and they grow grass outside in a desert sun where they can make it look like the waste management opens grass, <laughs> mm-hmm. perfectly kept. If you've been to Arizona, you see desert, and then you see the most perfect grass in the world on every golf course because they have the conditions to grow great grass if you can provide water. I mean, a little bit less uh, wear and tear on the course than a football game, but yes. Yeah, but you can you can grow really quality grass. So what they do is generally like a proven concept. They roll the grass out. They grow perfectly pristine grass. They roll it back in. They're ready to go. It should be, there shouldn't be a problem. There should be no variables, but they go with the new grass that they expect to be better for whatever reason, like the old grass was a problem, which it wasn't, and they get what they deserve with grass that doesn't meet the standard that they expected and players slipping and sliding everywhere. I thought it was just like the paint and the logo, and then you just see it happening everywhere by, you know, at some terrible. point in the game. And it took I away... I done with that experiment. Somehow it took away from the game, which the game was brilliant regardless, but it probably could have been even better because you saw running backs run three mm-hmm. yards and fall down, and it was just like, all right, well, I guess there's definitely an issue here. Uh, all I'm saying is imagine if Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes gets injured trying to run out of the pocket because of this grass. Yeah. Glad that didn't happen. Um, All right. Other things that we loved or will discuss is Rihanna. Riri, Super Bowl halftime performance that was, we had a lot of thoughts about which the opening song would be. I don't believe that we got it right. Either of us have my money. No, we definitely, we talked about it. Eventually the, the news did get out. Really? I didn't see this before. I had no idea. I tried to bet it and it wouldn't. Oh, I had no I was me. I was sitting on the edge of my couch waiting and You had no co- idea nope. what it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things to glean from this. Um first of all, I felt awful and uncomfortable watching it the whole time because I could never imagine being suspended from heights of that sort. And I know she's I think was shaking. I know bit. things she's clipped in. I know she's clipped in, but that final shot where the camp well, first of all was one of the most iconic like moments in uh, performance videography where the drone is up close and zooms out beautiful yeah but very cool at one point it's zoomed in like right before they zoom out and you see the the level of the whatever flying stage that she's on start to move i'm like oh my god <laughs> like my stomach dropped and I, we've talked about this i don't like heights too much falling from heights like if you said that i had to go on drop zone and you're gonna offer me like i don't know Ten thousand dollars. I don't think I would do it. You would I do it hate, for 10? I hate yeah, that feeling. 10. My stomach. Oh, like right now thinking about it. I thought it was a, a really, really cool, different performance with all the different levels and the the dancers all in one thing and her and just her red. But she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and that is one hell of a performance in general. But to do that pregnant to be able to like perform in front of billions of people and be pregnant. And come yeah. out and not even say anything. And I, I was a part of Twitter, obviously, last night watching. Everyone's like, is Rihanna pregnant? I don't want to say it if she's not pregnant. Like, you can't make that mistake. Eventually, it's confirmed by her reps that she is pregnant. So congratulations to Rihanna. I thought it was a great show. I don't think I would put it in the best show. I think we can all, like, I, it was no. great. It wasn't the best ever. That's all. Yeah, I think, uh, me, I mean, I her love. Her catalog's amazing. I love, yeah. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that was sort of the point of it. Like, um I love how these are geared to people of our generation mm-hmm. a little bit more. Like, you can't miss. Last year was awesome. It was just, like, full-on nostalgia. And there was nostalgia here, too, because, like, oh, you know, 10 years ago when I was in university oh, yeah, or whatever. And these. it's just like, oh, this was these were, these were the songs of, mm-hmm. like, this era of my life. And that's awesome when it's going to continue to be that over and over and over again. I understand why people got excited about Prince and so on oh, and so for forth sure. because yeah you can respect them if you be you know you came after that generation where he was the biggest musical artist on the planet <laughs> but you can't truly 
appreciate it and live mm-hmm. it and have your own, you know, memories of when you were listening to that music. So I feel like we're in the golden age now yeah, of like perfect. Super Bowl appearances where it's just going to be like money every single time. It's nostalgic, but without it being like super, super old. Like I'm, I remember all the words. I was excited to hear mm-hmm. all these songs. Oh yeah, I forgot she, this was one of hers. And she did it with no guess. No guess was key. People yeah, lost a Rihanna. lot of money assuming oh, yeah. there was going to be guess. Well, you know why? Because I saw Jay-Z was there, and then you saw that Drake performed Drake was there the, the night, night before. before in Arizona. Yeah. Well, I, good for her. She don't need no man. She didn't need She didn't need anyone. And that was, I think, the flex of the performance mm-hmm. was, I have so many songs that I could do this for another 20 minutes with just playing like 30 seconds of mm-hmm. each song. Like her catalog, very, very impressive, and her performance was great. So a lot of missed prop bets because... I think some things went outside the script. Purple Gatorade. It was purple? purple? I didn't even know. Purple Gatorade, Justin. I didn't even I don't even think I offered that as a as an answer. No. It was like off the board basically the lowest odds purple Gatorade. You they know are, that the guy such that's crooks make, too because oh, the guy came on the know. podcast it was like, yeah, we we do this. Oh no, that was an Eagles guy. Oh. Never mind. That that is Think that about is the power there. that the equipment staff have when they are creating the Gatorade for the game, and they're thinking, here we go. I'm going to put a little purple in there. Maybe I'll put a little blue in there. Well, it must have been a mix, right? Whatever creates purple, was it blue and yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Blue and red? Blue and red. Blue and red, I think. It is blue and red. Blue and red, my uh, seventh grade art teacher will be just horrified at that. Um, But it comes down to the powder, right? Like how many powder? Blue and yellow makes green, yeah. Blue and yellow that makes sense. Powdered, tough moment. Powdered Gatorade is the only one they can put in those coolers, right? They're like, they're not dumping. Yeah, they're not getting you know, bottles. Like, yeah, bottles of whatever, the polar ice. Like, that just doesn't happen. So I think there's only a couple options. But if you mix them mm-hmm. with the, pre- the appropriate primary Purple's colors, good, like, which too. I don't know, apparently, uh, yeah, you can create a purple and throw everyone off on the board. Someone definitely won money that was planned. There was a little insider information. No hey, we're doing purple. One of the trainers, we're doing purple. Just sending his buddies a little little insider information. We're doing purple on the sideline this year. If you think we're going to win, hmm. place a bet on purple. So that one was off the board, and I got to give a shout-out to my brother. So we were sitting there before the game started and just throwing some last-minute bets in there, and he pulls up his betting app, and he he's like, I, well, I don't even know what this is. And most of the time you bet on something doesn't give you the explanation of like what a what something like uh scorigami mm. like if you're gonna bet on scorigami you should know scorigami no no no, no. Oh. you should like you're gonna do your own research on scorigami we are moments away before kickoff and he saw to bet on octopus and we had no, i did not know what octopus was he just was like i'm gonna bet on octopus i have no idea what this was all game uh. long we were like what the hell's octopus? Nobody oh, you didn't know the well, whole time. Well, we just didn't look it up. He just put like five bucks on octopus, and okay. we were just you know living. And then it was like it hasn't hit yet. Nobody knows what it is. All of a sudden, octopus hits, and we're like, he goes, "Oh my god, I just got payout for octopus!" And we had no idea what it was. Anyway, first time in Super Bowl history that an octopus was recorded. And what that is is when somebody gets seven points and then also gets mm-hmm. the eighth. With, yeah. And that's or six and yeah, six, sorry, plus yeah, two, yeah. six plus two is eight. Um, and it hit and we had no idea what the hell octopus was. It hits. Then we we're like doing research first time in Super Bowl history that it was recorded. Mm-hmm. So shout out to my brother and randomly putting my, five bucks my on octopus. My buddy did the exact same thing. He forgot about it. Did you know what octopus it. was? No, I had yeah. never heard of this before. Neither did I. He did it and forgot about it. And then he was like, oh. I, th- I think I did that and like looked in 17 to 1 right? on like a small bet. Exactly. But that's awesome. And it was such a good handicap too because, yeah, Jalen Hurts, if they're going to do a two point, mm-hmm. like I thought they were just going to push it in. Because if I how knew many, about how many what times, it was, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Especially at 17 to 1 because octopus. he is one of the, what did he have the most? He probably had more touchdowns than any other Eagle player all year. Yeah. And he's their option at the goal line. Exactly. So if you put him in that position, I think that was a great opportunity that to make so some money. That was so funny. That's, we, uh, we missed on that one. We'll Octopus. remember that next year if we got a running quarterback involved. I love it. Um, I'd love for you to send in 590, 590, just maybe some of your favorite props that you hit. Um, we have Connor and Keswick saying, family does a prop pool every year. We all made fun of my mom for picking purple. She got the last laugh. Mm. Maybe mom was in uh, with the equipment staff, as you Ring said. Ring around the rosy vibes there. <laughs> That's the nicest way that Justin has ever told me that I'm getting old. With the Rihanna. It's, uh, it's, it's happening. I mean, if you're around my age, it is certainly happening. Mike from Asinaboya, it wasn't the full-on Rosie 
Oh, no, stop. No offense participated, unlike I, I the other know, game. I know, uh, you're the fa- I know you're the favorite between us two, but to c- say that you know, Ring Around the Rosie no, didn't happen is clear bias. He says I should give you 100 because it's half bias. a Rosie. That was a full Rosie. Nope, he you said... They rang, they rang? They rang, they rang, the rang Rosie. around the Rosie. It happened. There's no question about it. Well, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Um, all right. I feel like that was a good rundown of it. Do you want to quickly touch on Leafs and Raptors? Sure. We're going to have Charles Davis. Yeah. I didn't know if we'd get him again, but here he is, 7 a.m., and then Ross Tucker at 8. We'll do winners and losers in between. And we'll, we'll all by then, I'll have our... Super Bowl prop answer who is the winner. By Don't the make any promises. That's good. I, it's, it's gonna be tough for you I got to get this it, buddy. done. We got enough commercial breaks, I can do it. Um we got no Toronto sports tonight, no Maple Leafs, no Raptors. Honestly, good a good schedule for the Leafs in a sense because they played Saturday and they don't play again till Wednesday. So you know they they had an opportunity to yeah, celebrate the night. Super Bowl last night. They probably played our prop sheet. Do you think maybe they're waiting on the done. answer key? Um Raptors are back in action tomorrow, but let's start with Leafs. Um they split the weekend, the home-and-home, back-to-back with the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, a team that is right in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Saturday, uh, Friday night's game, whatever. Um, fr- Saturday was is the big Why, because they boo-boo. lost? Well, oh, it's it was, a big boo-boo, it for was, sure. It was a brutal. Definitely a boo-boo. Br- brutal game. Yeah. Um, they just completely let off the gas. Poor Joe Wall. So this is his first start this season with the big guys. Mm-hmm. He's been having an incredible AHL season. I was really excited to see him in there. It's not his fault that they lost, but they didn't help him out much at all. No. Uh, what, four goals, but... And I, I also thought this would be a good opportunity to, like, showcase to see if they can run with a tandem, you know, of, of him. Can he come up and, like, fill a little Matt Murray hole? Nonetheless, uh, doesn't get much help. But Maple Leafs lose to another bottom feeder team. Now they're below 500, playing the worst teams in the league. Columbus had four road wins all year long coming into Scotiabank Arena. Like, they're not a good hockey team. No, they're and not. And Maple Leafs found a way to they're lose. They're the worst hockey team, I think. They, I think they might be the worst hockey team. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was on uh, Leafs Talk with Gunner. I know, you and Gunsy. The, the four and five guys uh, filling in on a Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> I, I th- I, hey, yeah, I was wondering about that. How far in advance did uh, JD and Sam McKee say, oh, we're not working that game, buddy? No, that's that's fine. I mean, uh, uh, if you're going to take a weekend off, I think that's the weekend uh, that you do it. Uh, We were subjected to a a, a brutal game. That's tough to sit there and watch that. It was definitely awful. Um, I think these, like, I mean, I really don't want to make an apology for the Toronto Maple Leafs based on that weekend. I do feel like it's kind of a... Tough scheduling position, back-to-back, bad team. You just run through them on the opening sure. night. Is it hard to keep that standard where you like barely lifting a finger and you're dominating? I mean, the team? if you want to be a championship team, you got to keep that standard. Yeah, and then we talked about that. Do but the it's Bros- like Boston Bruins, but like you'll like never, that? you're never going to be in that position. Like you have to. I under kind of understood why they dipped in the second period because because you're just like you're you're barely having to put forth any effort and you're just rolling and steamrolling through this team, which is barely, you know, even at the NHL level at this point, when you, even with guys like Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau on the, on the team, like they just are, there's, there's such a sham <laughs> really. Like it's embarrassing. And I don't know how they came 10th in the East last year, kind of pushed for a playoff spot. Like I have no idea how that happened because that's a bad, bad, bad team, probably the worst in the NHL. But like, is it, is it, understandable that you dip that you play a little oh, worse that you play down I get the narrative. especially in the fifth period uh, in a 24-hour stretch sure the problem and i think the worst part about it was okay they made an adjustment they played really hard in the second period you were on your heels but you didn't have a counterpunch to that you didn't have a better third period yeah they tied the game but you didn't play any better in the third period that you did in the second and you would have thought after okay Maybe we can't just completely casually breeze through them. We got to be a little better here. We And they just weren't. And I think that was the disappointing part of the weekend. I expected them at some point to not have a great period, but for them to not answer that, to have no answers after that was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, and I get where you're coming from. But once again, if you're going to win the Stanley Cup, and this is all about putting yourself in positions to prove that you're a different team than last year, you don't lose to the worst team in the league. No. No, I kind of hate, by the way, that Columbus has that series victory over, like they can hold that yeah. over. They have the not Leafs. much else going on this it's season. It's like, it's such a joke. Like how many, they have one real series victory in their history. 
Like, they're a brutal, brutal, brutal mm. franchise. And they have that piece of history over the Leafs that they beat them in the bubble. And that that team has added to the misery that has plagued the Toronto Maple Leafs over the last decade. Like, it kind of, it doesn't fit the bill to me. And it was, and the other part about this, which is, you know, a bit more frustrating if you're a Leafs fan, is you had an opportunity to take a step to get into single-digit points behind Boston. They lost a rare loss on the weekend to Washington. Yep. You blow that opportunity to take an easy step forward in that hunt. Tampa is now creeping up behind you. They're Tampa's two better points in sports, behind you. Better in points percentage all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Tampa's nipping Unless at your Unless they heels. lost yesterday. And we've, we just that. talked about it for a month or two. Well, this whole point of the season doesn't matter because the Leafs should probably just play Tampa. And, like, do you let your foot off the gas a bit? Well, you can't afford to now because the team is right behind you. Mm-hmm. You had an opportunity to take a big step forward or at least a step forward with Boston losing. And you didn't. So all of that together, I don't find any way to make an excuse for the Maple Leafs on Saturday night. They're back in action on Wednesday against the Blackhawks, another truly terrible team. Yeah, Tampa two points back, mm-hmm. two games in hand. So Leafs have Blackhawks Wednesday, Canadians Saturday, Blackhawks Sunday, and Sabres Tuesday. So those are some very winnable games. Sabres at home? No. Ooh, I was going to say that was a good one for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, it's imperative that they hold off Tampa. Wouldn't, like, uh, how the the... The air out of the balloon, if by the end of the season, where we had assumed for months on end, mm-hmm. that they'd be just hosting Tampa. And that sucks. That's not a great upshot. But that if you even lose that or you're not even hosting Tampa, you are third in the division, even if you're top five in the entire NHL. Like that would be really, that wouldn't be like the be all end all, but it would be hella disappointing at the end of the season where there's not much to get excited about in the regular season or before at least we get to the the, the playoffs. Um, so this Saturday and Sunday, though, that was the Leafs outdoor practice weekend, which was actually really great. It got to be a part of that. Weather was immaculate yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, if you script out a better a day, it was, a, it was a beautiful day there. in the city of Toronto. But yesterday's outdoor practice was really great. A huge crowd showed up, lots of kids, lots of opportunity to see the Maple Leafs up close and personal. The PWHPA, all my gals, got to do a skills comp beforehand, which is really cool. It's good to see people out there supporting them. That was the highlight for the Maple Leafs weekend was them hosting the outdoor practice at Nathan Phillips Square. Mm-hmm. Um, notable public figures not in attendance. Oh, that was the funny storyline going yeah. into that. Speaking of winners and losers of the weekend. City Hall in the background and no mayor to be found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for another topic for another day. We need someone else to read this script, please. Yeah, uh, that was just, that was funny. Um, so Maple Leafs split the weekend. Toronto Raptors also split the weekend. Let's put them in our winners and losers section of the show because we got to take a break because the A-list okay. is on the other side and we got Charles Davis. Can't keep him waiting because he's calling in from the, probably the. From Arizona. The hotel in Arizona morning to break it all down for us. So on the other side of the break, we'll do the A-list. Then we'll continue with our winners and losers at 7.30. Sportsnet 590. Now it's time for hey, yo. the A-list. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. Oh, baby. All right. The A-list will be short and sweet, and we'll have lots to go through in winners and losers. What do you got? Okay, so what do you got? I'm just trying to pull up here. Terry Bradshaw. Again? <laughs> but he is... Terry led the A-list on Friday, didn't he? He is an A-list celebrity in he terms must of be. content he's pushing out. So post-game, um, he's doing all the interviews. And remember last week, if you missed it, he said that he would be open to dying on the air to boost ratings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he certainly, found, <laughs> he certainly found a way to get himself yeah, in the open media. To it. He is... All right, this morning, that's not where the story is going. It's not a dark term, but he is interviewing Andy Reid on the stage. And this just is a reminder that the trophy should be given to the athletes first. But we'll get into that in Winners and Losers. But this Mm. is how he brings Andy Reid over to the microphone. This is what he says, the biggest stage with the entire world watching. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> How awful is that? I didn't, I didn't hear waddle. Waddle I heard, over I thought, here. I heard three big guys, and I'm like, okay, one big guy is enough. Waddle over here. Like, <laughs> waddle, waddle, over, waddle here. over here is tough. There's no way even to, like, 
mask that. No. Waddle I, over I, here. I think big guy, you're subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, you're, big guy. you're calling someone. I can call you big guy. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I think big guy, you're kind of, if the guy is big, you're calling him fat a little bit. You are. Yeah. You're, you're noticing how big he is and you're calling him big guy. So he drops three big guys, I think it was, over under two and a half. Either way, too many big guys. But the waddle over here. Waddle over I can't believe that he said that. Waddle over here is offside. And then he goes on to ask if Andy Reid's going to retire after winning two Super Bowls in four years. Basically, he was like, is that it? Like, no. Yeah, I heard, gonna, a, little, I heard a little of that on the radio. Retiring? Uh, I mean, he could, but there was no, like, there was, was no pretty inclin- bad. there was no inclination over that. He also said, like, oh, you're getting up there in age like me. And then he said, have a cheeseburger on me. Cheese, now, cheeseburger's like, fine. And I get the joke because Andy Reid loves his cheeseburgers. He, he's always talking about cheeseburgers. But again, I mean, it's it's doubling and tripling down on the theme, which is, hey, Andy, I think you're a little overweight. That's so sad. Waddle over here is really bad. That's just terrible. And I don't like to come on here and rip people for their jobs, but you don't do that. I think Fox, the whole I world think Fox is watching. could do better than Terry Bradshaw for that. No offense. Like Terry, Terry's fine on the panel. He's entertaining, but yeah. I think you, that's a moment where I was surprised that he was the guy. Shots. Yeah, that he was the one chosen to do that interview at the end. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else on Fox that had been doing it. I don't like the. Sometimes they like. I think Jim Nance like runs down there for CBS. To say that feel like. sprint to get on the field afterwards is probably like. It must be pretty chaotic. The amazing race. Yeah. Or they just use what Rihanna, the platform Rihanna was on just drops. <laughs> I hope you can't the... go very fast on that platform. Yeah, I mean, I mean like Michael Strahan would have been perfect for that, you yeah, think. someone with a little class. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Waddle yeah, is tough. Yeah, yeah, Waddle's Waddle's tough. tough. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we got Charles Davis on the other side. We got winners and losers at 7.30, Ross Tucker at 8. And, of course, send in your wake and rake picks. No Toronto sports tonight, so get creative. Paging Neil in Newfoundland. Charles Davis on the other side of the break.